0: Welcome, everyone, to the present show. We are live again uh, with uh, Mindful Pat, Lele, and uh, Litz. Today we have Litz. See, Litz, welcome to the present show.
1: Hello, Lele. Hello, Pat. Hello. Ciao. Good Gin dobre.
0: Gin dobre So, <laughs> Litz here. Uh, she's a program manager uh, in, in IBM. So, she works in IBM in the global business service. And uh, she's, uh, you know, she's part of a learning and knowledge team. So uh, part of her day is a lot of, you know, managing a thing about that is, you know, providing learning and sharing knowledge with other employees within IBM. But I, we contacted her actually, connected with the fact that she is also interested in mindfulness and practicing mindfulness. So I would like to learn from you, Liz, uh, where did your mindfulness journey start and why?
1: Okay, thanks, Helé. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all virtually. Um so Lele, my mindfulness journey began many years ago when I was teaching um, and living in Japan. I spent two years teaching English in a very small mi- village in, um, in the Japanese mountains in Kumamoto, in Kyushu, mm-hmm. and it was um, a, a small town with a small community where the the local festivals and the Buddhist way of life and the Shinto way of life were just integrated into everyday way of life. And I was teaching at a um, uh, primary school and also a junior high school. Mm-hmm. And as part of my job, I'd have to have spent, teach with the children, but then we'd have lunch with the children and um, help with the cleaning. Everybody joins in cleaning the school at the end of the day, etc. And in a lot of the classes, when we had lunch, we'd go along and um, the objective would be to speak in English during lunch, get the children to say what they like or introduce themselves. Um, and that was part of the theme of having me for lunch with them. And then the one of the teachers found this very difficult, and I used to join his class, and um, he found it very strange, and he said, well, we don't talk during lunch, we we just were quiet and we eat lunch in silence. And I was like, what? How can you have a meal in silence? What, how is this possible? Surely lunch is when you come together and you chat and you meet other people and you find out what's going on. And he said, no, no, it's really, it's really important part of our day. I encourage the children. We, we eat our lunch in silence and we focus on, um, the food and we think about, um, the food. And, and, and so, and where it comes from and i was like how can you be thinking of what it comes from the kitchen or the shop where it comes from and he was like well maybe you're thinking um with gratitude about the the ladies who cook the lunch the dinner ladies and everyone knew the dinner ladies who there was two or three of them who cooked the lunch for the whole school so mm-hmm. so we thank them and we we say thank you with gratitude and then and i said well what else and they said well Well, we also think about the food. So we think about the rice, the rice and everyone every day we have rice in our lunchbox. But we we encourage the children to think about the rice and where it comes from. And a lot of the rice is grown in the village um, where we live by their grandfathers or their uncles have grown the rice and they donate it to the school or somewhere else. So we we as you eat the rice, you think about the rice and where it's come from. And you thank the farmer who grew the rice and the Mm -hmm. people who harvested the rice. And I said, "Wow, you you do that for every mouthful and he said, "Yeah, absolutely and and when you get to the fish, you know you're tasting the fish, but also think thanking the and thinking about and thanking the um fishermen who caught the fish, and if it's meat, then you think about the farmer who bred the cattle and the uh, et cetera et cetera, and through and um this really blew my mind first of all how we could expect children teenagers to be quiet while they ate but also this concept for me with my western perspective from going from um thinking about food was a time to chat and to communicate to actually to to really be mindfully focusing on the food and and thinking about where it came from and eating with with gratitude and and in silence was was um it's quite a shock to my sensibility. So, so that was my okay. first intervention with mindfulness in, in a day-to-day activity. And um, from there, I noticed a lot more about the way in, in Japan, particularly where I was living there, how mindfulness could be just part of everyday life in the way people acted and, and, and thought and, and lived their life. So the mindful eating, I must admit, it was something I used to do when I ate lunch with that class. I used to rotate around the classes, but, um, and with other classes, maybe I wouldn't do it, but with that class, that's what, what we did, and everybody would eat mindfully, and it was a, a really interesting introduction to this focus of, of really paying attention, deep attention into to how we carry out, you know, day-to-day activities, um, and... From there, it sort of piqued my interest. Um, In the same village, there was uh, a really quite famous and very old Buddhist shrine. Um, It was at the top of a mountain. As you may know, Japan is full of mountains and everyone lives on the edge. And um, to get to this one shrine, to get up, you had to go up three thousand three hundred and thirty-three steps. And every year there was a a, a a day where the whole people would go along to go up the steps. And again, in my naivety and my Western viewpoint, I was like, "Is there a sponsorship? Do we get sponsored for this? Is there a prize?" Or no, no, people are doing it just for the activity of going up the steps to the shrine. And so again, I took part in that. And um, the first time I did it, it was uh, the the main activity was uh, just disbelief. At being able to climb up so many steps and relief at getting down to the bottom and, and still being alive but the second time i i spent the time getting to know the shrine at the top and it really was one of the most peaceful places um that i've ever experienced and i, I used to go up again at other times and just to sit and contemplate and the notion again of that that physical interaction of of really to take that pilgrimage and to follow up 3333 steps which is a long way and then to embrace your your mindful moment um, was a really uh, interesting thing to think about so since then and that was a long time ago maybe 20 years ago um, that notion of mindfulness and and focused attention in everyday moment has always been something that was present in me Um, but then about five years ago, I um, decided to look into it more. And in Oxford, where I live, um, the University of Oxford has a mindfulness center. We're very lucky mm-hmm. to have this near us. So it's a big center of learning for mindfulness. Um, and the, the focus is, the main focus is around mindfulness as a how to use mindfulness to as a solution for depression so it's linked to the department of psychiatry and the course the main course they run is um, mbct which is mindfulness-based cognitive training um, so the course is open to the public so about five five years ago four years ago i i took that course it was an open public course um, with a number of um, psychologists bizarrely and um, It was a really interesting scenario. Some of you may know about the eight-week courses. This one is over eight weeks, but I did it sort of intensively. So it was um, a whole day over four weeks. And then in the middle was a silent day. So it's five weeks of training. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a really, um, I really enjoyed the process. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about, um, you know, more about what is mindfulness how it works um and the benefits it can bring i also fully embraced that whole notion of silence mm-hmm. and we did a lot of silent we did a whole silent day and um through that i i reap the benefits enormously so after that course i um I was talking about it a lot with people I work with and I was asked, Oh, could you teach some of that to us? Can you tell us how to meditate or could you teach us how to do a a sitting practice or a mindfulness practice? And I was, um, pretty, uh, (laughs) shy, curious, excited, but also like, no way I can't do that. I'm too busy processing it rather than have the ability to externalize it. So in response to that last year, I took a course at Oxford University it's called foundational training in mm-hmm. ECT. So learning to teach that course. And I just completed that recently. And again, that was at Oxford University. Um, it was 22 days through the year. Um, and through that, we, it was a really interesting course. So we ran through the course again, the mindfulness-based cognitive training course, Um, And then we had some great lectures about um, Buddhist psychology, about um, psychology of the brain in relation to mindfulness, about CBT and um, how that links in with this program. Um, We also looked at um, ethics of mindfulness and mindfulness teaching, um, a wide view and overview and in-depth view of all the sort of courses that are available and out there. Um, and also had um, I also followed another series of study, which was about mindfulness of work and looking at mindfulness for leaders, mindfulness in coaching, um, applying mindfulness at work, etc. Working with some of the the companies who do that, um, Calappa and um, Michael Chackleson is is one of the guys who's done a lot of research into mindfulness for leadership. Um, And then in January, we had a a five-day retreat to Gaia House in Somerset, which was um, really interesting, led by John Peacock, who's quite a um, well-known Buddhist philosopher. Um, And that was uh, five days of silence with lots of reflection and teachings. Um, And that was really, really enlightening and, and really refreshing. And I, think everyone should do that every so often (laughs) Um, and then after that we we've been practicing the teaching so that's where i am now so i finished the course and now i'm beginning an apprenticeship um, where i need i will be teaching the course a couple of times with a mentor and then once that's finished then i'll be um planning to teach the course and hopefully the the aim of the game is to teach this course within IBM. So um, probably in the UK, Uh, but also looking at how we can set up and um, embed sort of those programs within uh, IBM in the UK. And also looking at how we can fit it into other programs that exist already. So I now try and include some mindfulness practice in, in meetings that I lead and run, and some courses that I teach where appropriate. And also looking at how... Um, so you,
0: you start every 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 learning from, with, a, with a mindful minute or any time you open a meeting or things something like this?
1: Yeah, so sometimes um, what I often do is maybe do it at the beginning or often after lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if there's a you know, big discussion going on and maybe we'll look at a bit of sort of compassion practice, maybe that's helpful to help us um, share some gratitude of where we are before we get into the difficult discussions. So yeah, so just embedding short components is where we're at the moment. Um, And I've been working a little bit with Steve Ware around who some of you might know around Mm -hmm. um, whether we can get some programs in place in the UK as well. So talking to other businesses, talking to other corporations around the world um, to see uh, what works best and what's the most impactful way of of making mindfulness available to other people, so that's my mindfulness to... journey.
0: It's a beautiful one.
1: So thanks for sharing that with us. If you had, You're welcome. if you had to share a practice that you like to do or that you can leave the, the viewers with, what would you do? Yeah. So the one I think I I'd, I'd like to share is um is the three step breathing space, which is really helpful at any point in your day where you need to take a step back. I think I used to sometimes think um, if I was having a tough day, oh, I wish I was on a beach in Spain now, or oh, if only I was up on a mountain in Switzerland uh, drinking a, a red wine, looking at all the snow, then my day would be perfect. And then through the process of meditation, I realized those kind of cool moments that we're always dreaming of, actually, they're right here. We can access them right now. They're, they're within us at any time. So the three-step breathing place I think helps with that. So maybe you could join me in um, trying the the three-step breathing space. So the first of all is is step one. So I ask you to think about step one and awareness. So you might want to um, adapt posture. So uh, feel yourself on the chair and take a position that's alert and dignified. holding your back straight up against the chair, not slouching or leaning, but perhaps imagining there's a a string, just holding your head up straight and um, formal towards the front. And just take a moment in this dignified alert posture to think, what's here right now? What's here right now in this moment? thoughts are here, right now. You may hear some echoes of conversations you had or maybe there's some resonance of things you were thinking about, things coming up in the future. But maybe just notice those and just bring yourself back to to what's here right now. What thoughts are here? What feelings are here? What emotions are here right now? And also notice your bodily sensations, body sensations. Um, Maybe you're noticing your feet flat on the ground connecting with the earth or the the floor. Uh, You can feel the chair connecting with your back or, or your legs. And just notice those bodily sensations right now. If you notice any resistance to what we're doing right now, uh, just notice that that's interesting. Maybe you can move towards that. And now step two, gathering. Gathering your awareness from where we are Towards your breath. So you don't need to change your breath in any way. But I'd like to invite you to use your breath to anchor your awareness right now. Move your awareness towards your breath. And you may notice there's a place in your body where your breath resonates more eloquently than others perhaps you feel it and just under your nose as you breathe in or maybe in your chest as your lungs fill and expand with the air or perhaps in your abdomen or your tummy and if it helps you to gather your attention maybe just put your hand on your tummy for a moment and just feel your breath come in and your body expands, and then a hollowing out as your breath leaves your body. And just focus your attention on, on your anchor spot for a few more breaths. And then, as you focus your attention on your breath, we're gonna move to step three, which is expanding. Expanding your awareness. So now, gently expand the awareness that your attention was focusing on your breath. And now, just as you breathe out, expand that attention to your whole body. Imagine it expanding 360 throughout your body. Can you notice again where your hands are and your toes? And as you're expanding, again, just bring your attention to to where you are and what's around you. Maybe just noticing the sounds of the room you're in, or my voice, or wherever you are. And then as you're expanding, just take one more breath and consider how you can use that expansive sensation and take it into the rest of your day. And I hope you can take that attention into the rest of your day. And thank you for your attention on me during this present show. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this was Elizabeth Saunders. Thank you so much, Liz, for, for sharing with us. Uh, I think it was thank interesting you, to divide it in steps and to you know focus on our moments of awareness. That was very refreshing and also including your experience. So uh, looking forward to have to hear more about your training uh, hopefully Mr. Mindful Pat will also be able to put in contact with the world of mindfulness you never know there could be mm-hmm. something to spread it even beyond UK borders till then um, thank you so much and uh, for everybody that is listening to us we will see each other in one week on the present show um, thank you for watching Ciao.
1: Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.